We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Oli. Wow, here we are, season two. <laughs> this episode was an interesting way to start the season. It really is. It's a very weird episode. And also a little traumatic. I mean, aren't they all? <laughs> yeah. Can't believe it, guys. We got through season one, and here we are with season two of Newlyweds. But first, we're going to get to some recent news, because there's actually a decent amount of recent news this week so first of all i think that tina simpson queen was checking our instagram again and she liked our video of jessica from like a month ago and i posted an igtv video of jessica performing i've got my eyes on you so thank you for that tina (laughs) i'm glad you enjoy us posting videos of your daughter from 20 years ago and you don't find it weird that's one of my favorite jessica performances so go watch it if you haven't and then also Shout out to our fans in Argentina because we are number one on the music commentary charts. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I, I signed up for this thing that tracks you on the charts. Not, I mean, I expected us to be like number 500 or something. Right. And in America on music commentary, I think we're like 168 or something like that. But in Argentina, we're number one, bitch. So thank you to our Argentinian (laughs) listeners. Yes, thank you. Killing it. And we're number five in all music. So it's pretty badass. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I'm sure all the news stations are seconds away from calling us. We're going to be doing interviews having our picture taken, paparazzi, so just... The whole nine, as it should be. (laughs) I'm just preparing for that. (laughs) So we have a lot of Ashley stuff, so I'm just gonna... There's, like, really only one thing with Jessica, and I don't really want to get into the whole Britney Spears... I don't want to say chaos, but, like, how people only now are noticing that things have been going on with Britney that are not pleasant and now everyone's talking about it because that that would be like a half hour segment but John Mayer commented on the documentary I think he was trying to sound smart and empathetic keyword trying trying exactly and he said he almost cried five times while watching it and that he was trying to acknowledge his privilege as a man and he was saying that, you know, he's done some things and he hasn't gotten 
I guess, in trouble with the media as much as Britney because he's a man. And a lot of people started tweeting at him and re, uh, like retweeting the article and stuff. And everyone's comment was like, excuse me, what about Jessica? <laughs> right. Britney is the topic of conversation right now, but obviously Jessica was a personal relationship for him. And so a lot of people were saying, apologize to Jessica, apologize to Jessica. And she he didn't and she didn't say anything about it she hasn't commented on the documentary as far as i know but she's come up a lot not just because of john's comments but just in general because right now there's this kind of reckoning with the media and everyone's calling out the media for treating young women especially so poorly so people have been talking about jessica a lot in that regard and i think that she probably hasn't commented because of her book she kind of i mean i don't want to speak for her but i'm sure she feels like she already said it you know right and i think that's it's awesome that people are acknowledging it speaking up and like hey let's all do better collectively because this is something we've been talking about since day one like how weird people were i mean like how weird the obsession was that people had with jessica's virginity it was like why are we doing this Mm -hmm. even once we get into the episode i'll talk about it because the episode opens with them talking about sex again right and it's just so weird how natural it is that of course you're going to talk about sex because that's what everybody talked about and it's like it's just it's just so weird to think of having a job where it's normal to for somebody to ask you those questions. Right, because that's something like that's just personal and not relevant. Mm-hmm. It's so like it I mean, we've said it so many times, I don't think we even have to retread it, but it's just it's just so bizarre and I'm happy that people are paying attention because like I said, I'm not gonna get fully into that do- the documentary, but if you're a stan, obviously all of us were like, this is nothing new. There's literally no nothing new in this documentary. And I was kind of disappointed that the New York Times didn't go further, dig deeper. You have so much access and power to things. And it was just kind of the basics. But then when I saw the public outcry, I was like, oh, yeah, I live in a stan bubble. Like people don't really know about this. Hopefully this will lead to the young women of today not getting attacked as much, both in person I mean, I don't think that paparazzi is even as bad as it was. I mean, unfortunately, though, a lot of that has to do with the laws that were implemented after everything that happened to Britney. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time now when I see paparazzi photos, the children's faces are blurred. Right. And they're not. And I mean, sometimes they're aggressive and in their faces, but they're kind of keeping distance now. Yeah. It's just I mean, I think it's so interesting to think about how we. With social media, it's like you can log on at any time and see pictures inside people's houses and of their kids and the stuff they're working on and them in sweats and things like that whereas like when we were growing up you really didn't see that so the paparazzi felt like they had to be aggressive to get those shots and it was like exciting like if you saw (laughs) like if you saw Jessica I mean at the time she didn't have children but like say she did and you would see Jessica like in her sweats holding her baby we would have been like oh my god the baby's so cute you know and all that kind of stuff and that's what happened to Britney. Like, they were so aggressively all over her all the time. So, I mean, there's lots to be said about social media, but at least in that aspect, it's kind of taken this barrier away from celebrities where they're not high, they're not as high and mighty like, on a pedestal. So, because they're so accessible, there's really no reason for the paparazzi to act as harmful as they once did. Right. 
So, yeah, that's basically Jessica. Did you see anything else for her this week? No, there wasn't anything too crazy. Um, There was that one Forbes article that uh, was talking about her net worth. And a lot of people were surprised that of how much she's really worth. And it's just like, oh, wow, she's a successful businesswoman. I think what people are like, oh, well, it's just the clothing line. But one of the things that was mentioned, um, I would say late 2020, was that she just started with her shoe line in Macy's, but she made sure in her contract, like, the people she was working with couldn't collaborate with anybody else. And that's why she's so successful. Like, that's why she was able to grow her business as it is from just shoes to now it's a whole lifestyle brand. Yeah, it's certainly a big part of it. She wrote about that in her book. I didn't even know about that. I don't know if that was the first time she revealed it, but I actually wish that she wrote more about her business side in her book. I mean, I know obviously there was it was already 400 pages and everybody wanted to know more about newlyweds and all right. that kind of stuff. So I get it, but it would be really cool if in if she ever did another book, if she talked more about it because she really did make smart business decisions. And that's why she is where she is. And it annoyed me how (laughs) the only reason she was in that article is because, again, the focus is on Britney. Everyone's talking about Britney. Jessica's only there because they're talking about her. And I'm just like, Jesus, is she ever going to get out of this endless cyclone of what's Britney doing? Okay, now let's compare Jessica. God, she's come so far. She's done so much. And... The reason that they brought it up because they were like, well, Jessica has more money than Britney because one of the big questions is why isn't Britney even more rich than she is now? And it's it's true. She should have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank based on how hard she's worked and everything she's done. I mean, her tours alone and her Vegas alone would just be insane. And I know that I remember you texted me and you were like, oh, people are saying on Twitter, like, it's impossible that Jessica has more money than Britney. And I'm like, Jesus, it's not impossible. Like, well, first of all, she has the conservatorship. So that's the main reason. But if you look at even if there was no conservatorship, one thing I always say that I've said over the years when Jessica comes up, because I've always been defensive of her, I would be like, actually, Jessica Simpson has more money now than Britney and Christina combined. And of course, these are based on reports. I don't know how much they have in the bank, whatever. But based on what I've read, it it does check out because of her success in business. Now, if you said who brought in more money because of their music, then yes, it would be Britney. But Britney also had several more albums, several more tours. And it doesn't mean, oh, Britney's better than Jessica. And now because Jessica has more money, it doesn't mean Jessica's better than Britney. It just further makes me angry because of the focus our society has on money. And like back in the day, it was not just money, but being super thin. And that's what we talked about in the Irresistible episode we just did. Like Jessica had to, well, she didn't have to, but they told her she had to lose weight. And like why? It's it's so funny because they're calling out one form of abuse and ridiculousness by media society culture on these young women but then they're just perpetuating another problem which is comparing them and putting money on such a pedestal like oh it's such a big focus who has the most money and it's just like oh my god can't we focus on their talent and what got them here like in the first place yeah what are they being productive about exactly but anyways that was my rant sorry what were you gonna say <laughs> no, it's okay um kind of what you like you had just touched on like 15 20 years later jessica's still getting compared to britney it's like why are we still doing this why can't we just let them be successful on their own right 
Mm-hmm. And I know they were they were doing it this time to kind of point out Britney's being taken advantage of, and that's why she has less money than Jessica. They're putting Jessica's figures out there saying, well, this is how much Britney should have, but because of the conservatorship, she doesn't. And I think even without the conservatorship, uh, I don't know, I think Jessica would probably still have more money than Britney, but who cares? Like, I don't care who has more money. Mm. They're both, it's so funny because I think what I said to you at the time when you texted me about this, because they also compared J-Lo in there. And again, does not make sense because <laughs> J-Lo's like 10 years older. She had a bigger movie career than Jessica and, and of course Britney you know who did like one movie it's like you're not you're comparing people who have done so many different things just because they all have had albums come out it's just stupid but anyway meanwhile if all three of them are sitting in their gigantic mansions you know and they don't care it, you you know no one thinks that Jessica is sitting around googling how much money does Jennifer Lopez have yeah that's not she's doing in her spare time <laughs> absolutely not and I know there are some people like that like I remember when I found out that there are some rich people that look down on other rich people because they're not as rich. That blew my mind. Like if people who have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank look at people that have like tens of millions and they're like, oh, you know, they're down there. And it's like that that I remember when I found that out, I was like, and I wasn't it wasn't that long ago either. Like I was an adult and it didn't even occur to me that people were like that. And I was like, Jesus, this world is so messed up. You know what I want to see? I want to see an article about how much money J-Lo, Jessica, and Britney would have if they had never donated to charities. Because guess what? They would have millions upon millions of more dollars because they're all generous and they've all done a lot for other people. Why don't we put that on television so that young women can see, wow, these people are so generous. Look what they've done with all their wealth and maybe they'll be inspired to do something for other people. That's the right idea. I know. I should just run media. (laughs) Put me in charge, please. So let's shift to our girl, Ashley, because there's a few things on Ashley this week. First of all, pop music emergency. There's an Ashley song that leaked. It's called Can't Stop Me. What do you think of this song? I really liked it. I definitely don't think it's as strong as some of the other songs on IMA. Yes, it so was. Like, we should have said that it was made for that album, right? But it was still a good song. I've been listening to it at least like once or twice a day. Like I really do like it. Hmm. Well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really like this song. No offense, Ashley, girl, you're the best. But um, it's just I don't know. I I can I completely understand why it's not on I am me, not because I don't think it's great, but because it just doesn't sound like a lot of the other songs. Really? You think so? You think it does? I think it does. Okay, well, tweet us who's right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, didn't you compare it to Dancing Alone? Yeah, it sounds similar. Like not identical, but it sounds pretty similar in the way like if you were to compare Just Dance and Poker Face, like, those kind of sound similar. To me, that's how I feel about those two Ashley songs. Hmm. This song is, like, so much faster than Dancing Alone, though. I feel like she doesn't have a song that's this fast on I Am Me that rolls this quickly. Yeah, it's. I don't think so either, but I just feel like lyrically, kind of, like, it's similar to some of her other songs. Well, I do like some of the lyrics. Like, I like the message of it because she's being a bad bitch. 
Yeah. But you know what this song reminds me of? It reminds me of a song that would be in a movie or like in a brand deal, like a Pepsi commercial or something. I see that. It makes me think that it could have been written for something like that and then it fell through because it just, I when I hear it, I think of like race cars and that kind of way that people film commercials that's like very specific and different from TV and movies like that. Very intense when they're trying to sell a product or something. And then I didn't like the, I don't like the chorus because I don't like the way it's mixed. It doesn't sound like her. I mean, and this probably is unfinished, so I'm not like judging it, but they mixed the background singers as kind of louder than Ashley, which also could have been a choice. I know people do that sometimes, but I want to hear my girl. So yeah, that was one thing I didn't really like about it. But the first time I listened to it, I was like, wait, is this Ashley or is this somebody else? Mm-hmm. And then once I listened to it more, I was like, okay, no, this is definitely her. <laughs> Yeah, so give the song a listen on YouTube. When I post this episode, I'll post a little poll on our Instagram story and you can tell us what you think of the song. And yeah, that's Ashley's new old song. (laughs) So there's another random piece of news, which is that my boy Joe Jonas was listening to Ashley. Did you see this? Yes. He posted on his Instagram story. Yes, he likes pieces of me, which taste. Yeah, like who doesn't love it? Of course. And I'm not surprised because I love the Jonas Brothers music, as Jolie knows. Me and Jolie went to their house. Um, Whoa. (laughs) Please practice that. (laughs) Well, we, we live, I actually used to live two towns away from where they grew up in New Jersey. And in general, we just live really close to there in Wyckoff, New Jersey, represent. And one day we were doing an event there and we got there early. So we decided to drive by their old house. And the reason we knew the address is because if you watch their documentary, their house is right next to the Wyckoff Assembly of God, the the church. That's like literally what happened. We were trying to Google the address and Leah was just like, just Google Wyckoff Assembly of God because it's right there. (laughs) So that's exactly what we did. Yes. And we drove by and screamed and took a couple pictures. Of course, because we've watched the documentary several thousand times. So it was very clear to us when we drove by, we were like, oh my God. And it was like seeing a celebrity. So yeah, if you're ever in the area, make sure you drive by. Just type in Wyckoff Assembly of God and you'll be there in minutes. (laughs) Anyway, so the other thing is that Evan Ross has been not out and about. I was going to say out and about, but he's been sitting on the couch with Zoom open um, promoting his latest movie, which is called The United States versus Billie Holiday. It's a Lee Daniels film. And it's a true story about how the FBI went after Billie Holiday, which is like a whole other can of worms. But it's great because Evan has been talking somewhat about Ashley and their family and stuff. And there's just a lot of cute things, obviously, when you have three adorable kids running around. And he said that Jagger loves the baby, but when she first found out that it was a boy, she was furious. (laughs) She wanted a sister. And he says, we did a gender reveal with the whole family on Zoom, and I could see her on my side, and it was like she broke down. (laughs) He added, she was so upset, but everything changed after she met Ziggy, and he said, now she's a great big sister. She kisses him probably every five seconds. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. He also mentioned Bronx and said that Bronx is the most chill guy. He's so well-grounded and takes care of both of them so well. And Jagger's become this great big sister. 
Bronx helps her with it so she doesn't feel like she's having to share the attention. Which is so cute that Bronx is helping Jagger be a good older sibling. And in that process, he's being a great older sibling too. (laughs) So yeah, I just love those little tidbits. And that was all I had for recent news. Yeah, there was nothing too crazy going on this week. So we have a new year, meaning 2004. (laughs) Right, to discuss. (laughs) Yes, we're out of 2003 news. We're leaving it behind. And now we are in 2004 because this episode called Newlyweds Anniversary aired on January 21st, 2004. And I don't have a lot of other celebrity news for 2004 because there was so much happening in Jessica's life specifically, Nick and Jessica, this whole month. This is when we're in a different era. This is Newlyweds Mania era where the first season has completely aired and they've started filming the second season and now it's coming out obviously on this date January 21st and so Nick and Jessica were doing promotion all over the place and there's just so much so first of all this is the first episode that we can say Jessica is on the charts yes she exciting yeah she had her single with you which was actually released in October, but it took kind of a long time to get the buzz and to climb the charts. And this week, the week of the episode, it was number 38 and it had been climbing and it will continue to climb. So that's awesome because Jessica's talked about so many times how her that's her main passion. And so I'm just so happy that, you know, the success of Newlyweds is great, but that it was paired with people noticing her music on a bigger level. Right. And she's just becoming more successful in her own right, not just because she's Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey's wife. Exactly. So they were on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. I think it was the week before this. And it's that picture, it's the cover I posted when we did our first Newlyweds episode that says TV's smartest couple. And the pictures inside are the newlywed game ones. Jessica has a bow in her hair and she's like thinking really hard and is looking stupid on purpose or ditzy. Right. The article is just your basic newlyweds article. There wasn't that many interesting things, except I keep saying it, that I wanted a duet album from these two. And it does say in this article that Columbia really wanted the duet album. And they were kind of banking on that, I think, because they said that it was really rare and it had been a long time since a duet or a duo was actually popular. And it's true, you know, it's a shame that their relationship was already not great because... That would have been such a good album. But the other thing that I actually really loved from this article is that Jessica shows how passionate she is about music and how down to earth she is by saying that in the future, she doesn't need anything extravagant, but she would love to sing in a jazz club someday and do like a low key stripped down show. Oh, that's and really cool. Yeah, she said she just wants to be passionate about it, which is consistent with everything that she's always said. And I just love that because. I mean, who knows if she even remembers saying this, but hopefully it's something that she's continued to think about over the years because that could mean that we have intimate Jessica shows coming sometime in our future. And if she doesn't remember, here's your friendly reminder. Here's your reminder, Jessica, Tina, Joe, whoever is listening. If you're listening to us, we love you. And Casey. Casey, <laughs> can you just text Jessica and say, do you remember the Entertainment Weekly? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, hold her to that because – When you say something in Entertainment Weekly, it is legally binding. So just remind her. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So on January 1st, Nick and Jessica 
performed at the Orange Bowl in Miami. It was really a Jessica performance, but they let that dude come on for one song, so Mr. good for Lackey. him. Mr. Lackey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the big dessert launch, January 2004, which I feel like when we're getting to that episode, we're not there yet, but I feel like that's the episode that you've brought up the most. Like You always talk about dessert, and I love that you're a dessert stan. It's, yeah, because it's that, <laughs> and I very distinctly remember it. My older sister, Lauren, I think she, I, how do I explain it? The house we lived in at the time, there was an upper floor. My room was up there, and so was hers, and I distinctly remember her having the dessert, like, whipped cream, shaving cream in the refrigerator, and it's like that, and, like, the <laughs> Urban Decay marshmallow body glitter. Ooh. She had those, too, and I was just always fascinated that, like, she always had, like, like that she was eating it, but also like, it was a body <laughs> product, and, like, because... I don't want to say a huge age difference. She's eight years older than me, but so like I was. So she was your idol? Yeah. So it was like, it was just so cool. Like just watching her put on makeup or like putting together outfits. Like I was just absolutely fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. I was like that with my cousin who was five years older. She lived a couple hours away from us. So when we, when I would see her, it was like, I would get so excited. Like I was seeing a celebrity. I was like, she's so pretty and her clothes are so cool. And you know, (laughs) But yeah, so she, did you ever steal the dessert or try it or anything? I don't think so. Cause that was like, for me, it was like, well, that's hers. Like I knew she was like working all the time and she wasn't home a lot. So I felt bad if like I touched her stuff. Aww. But there was like a couple times like here and there where like she would do my makeup and stuff like that. It was just something that I thought was like so cool because I'm like, okay, that's my special bonding time with her. So like if I do it without her, I'm going to get in trouble. So I definitely didn't want to do it. You're so sweet. (laughs) I'd be like, "Mm, let me sneak a little taste. (laughs) Was it the one with the sprinkles on top? Yeah, actually. It's so funny that they had those sprinkles. Oh, not fully related Jessica news but there was someone I tweeted it or I retweeted it on our Twitter account there was a gentleman is this the guy that tried all of the yes old ass desserts (laughs) I was like um it's funny because the the show the OC they came out with perfume and a lotion and a body wash and they're on eBay and I'm in an OC Facebook group because that's that's just who I am. And <laughs> I saw that somebody bought it and they were like testing everything out and, and trying it. And everybody was like, ooh, what does it smell like? And they were putting the lotion on and I was like, girl, don't put on 20-year-old lotion. It's going to make you itch. Right. So the gentleman who did it, his name isn't listed. He's from Long Island. His handle is Radical Retro Rewind. And he went on eBay and bought, I want to say, three of the shaving creams and I believe one other product. And he ate them. Um, (laughs) I don't know why. That I was a little concerned for him. He didn't consume that much, thankfully, but I was like, oh my goodness. And from what he said, like all of them except for I think the butterscotch one, or it was the banana cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, two out of the three tasted great still. So Wow. Yeah, because yeah. they probably have these insane preservatives in them. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just pulled up eBay and there's a ton of jessica dessert stuff on there if anyone's interested it's expensive as fuck you can tell that the 2000s are back because the fact that these are selling for 30 dollars 40 dollars 50 dollars for one bottle is crazy and i had the powder the delicious sugar shimmer kissable body powder i had that and i got it from tj maxx probably a year after (laughs) 
it came out and even then I remember thinking "Ooh, this is old like I probably shouldn't use it too much but it was just this like shimmery powder and I used to put it in my hair I would put it on my skin and I did lick my skin one time but it was just it was powder like I don't think you were supposed to do that I think it was mainly the whipped <laughs> the whipped cream or whatever was the that was the gimmick not right. the powder <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> But I was still like, mmm. And I kept it for so long. And it had this big powder puff on top of it. And, I mean, it was one of those huge things of powder. So I I kept it for years before I eventually threw it out. But I wish I saved it now because I didn't know I was going to be number one in Argentina. So <laughs> it's a collector's um, item. <laughs> exactly. I could have made $50. Oh, no, this, this shimmery body powder, which is what I had on eBay, is selling for $70. Buy it now. God. For one. I mean, Jessica's killing it. She should really I mean, she's killing it without even doing anything because her old stuff is selling for so much. So my idea is Jessica relaunch dessert with your own label. <laughs> I will buy the product, but I will also buy stocks. Of course. I don't know if she can call it dessert because of legal stuff or whatever. I don't know who she partnered with for this, but I mean, she definitely should have dessert part two, the Jessica Simpson collection, because I think especially now with the 2000s being back so much, I think we would all just like lose our damn minds. I think it would do really well, not only with our age, but with all of the 13 year olds and 12 year olds that I see on Instagram that are like, oh my God, that is so early 2000s. Yeah. Like you're old. You have a side part. Like shut up i'm like okay <laughs> sorry that like i was born in the 90s but yeah it's funny because i completely understand like i was obsessed with i think i said this on another podcast like i was obsessed with the 80s when i was like 12 so i think it's just a normal cyclical thing that happens but yeah so this is when they had that press conference for dessert not the one where she had the short hair I think that was the second launch it was the one where she had the longer hair and Nick is there and he's like licking it off her skin and everything and they were also on Letterman Dave licks and eats it off of Jessica as well and he does like a very funny you know over the top thing of licking her and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and I don't know did you watch this Letterman interview have you seen that it one no so this is my least favorite interview ever, I think, <laughs> because, okay, I'm not shading Jessica. I love her, but she's acting stupid here on purpose. Not what she says, but her tone and her way of speaking. She's clearly, like, I know this so well because when I play Ariel, for instance, Ariel doesn't know what things are because she's a mermaid. It's not that she's stupid. She just is a mermaid. So she doesn't know like the dingle hopper, you know, she doesn't know what a fork is. So I'll look around really wide eyed if a kid has, I don't know, a pair of headphones and I'll be like, oh my goodness, like, what is that? You know? Right. And that's what Jessica's doing here. And it bothers me. And like, I don't even mean that in a rude way toward her because I totally get it she had been behind or she felt like she was behind all these other pop stars and her music wasn't doing as well as she wanted and she just came off of doing this era that wasn't her and then in the skin initially didn't do very well as well and like this was the thing that hit for her was her saying these ditzy things and so she was feeding into that. She was keeping that going and she was playing that character. And, you know, when she got off stage, she probably continued to be herself and 
just stopped the act, but it was just, it really bothers me because it's just so, she just comes off as so clueless and like just wide-eyed and I don't know, it's strange, but I guess I'm kind of happy about it. Not happy about it, but I feel like with Irresistible, she was pushed by her label to be something other than what she was. And at least here, it seems like she's making the decision herself. I'm not sure because I'm not her, but she said like after a while, she felt the need to portray this character. Mm -hmm. Or seeing like 30 seconds of her saying something silly and just assuming that's how she is all the time. Yeah, and I think she really didn't have a choice because if she had gotten on TV and spoke intelligently and stuff, people would have been like, oh, the show's fake. Right. And it, and it wasn't. You know, it really is interesting because she does say these outlandish, ditzy things and that it's real, but she's also not stupid. She is intelligent. And if you compare this interview, for instance, with her interviews during Sweet Kisses, I talked about this in our Sweet Kisses review I was really surprised by how intelligent she sounds when she talks about this album. These are interviews from like 99 and 2000. She's confident. She knows exactly what she's talking about. She knows how talented she is. She's has strong convictions about her religion and what she wants to do in the world. She speaks clearly. She's articulate. She doesn't say that she doesn't know what something is or that she's confused. It didn't make me think that Newlyweds was fake, but I was just thinking, wow, people really didn't know that she actually was not this dodo. And in this interview, it's just night and day, this this letterman. Like, she's just acting so different. And it bothers me, but obviously she played it completely correctly because she had all these opportunities that were coming her way, and she couldn't suddenly change her image from being a ditz to I'm actually a smart businesswoman. It had to happen over time. Right. And it obviously all worked out, but this interview bugs me. The good thing about it, though, is that she looks amazing. She's doing kind of like a Marilyn look here. She has on a white dress and white heels and red lipstick, and she looks amazing. So, you know, what else is new? And this this appearance is when I made our opening song, and Letterman says, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey, that's what this is from. So, exposed. <laughs> So they also did SNL the week before this, and thank you to Amanda who sent us a bunch of the clips. I don't have all of them though, so when I get everything together, I'm going to send it to you, and then we can do a full review of the episode because I do think it's so cool that they posted during this era, and that they got to do it together and everything. I mean, obviously, I would have preferred Jessica only, but <laughs> it's still really cool, like, as a married couple to host SNL. I can't really think of another married couple who's done that. I'm, I feel like someone did, but I can't – I mean, it, even if another couple did, it's very, very rare that a couple hosts like that. So they were just on top of the world at this time. Like, this was certainly newlyweds mania. And then this year, they were invited to the Golden Globes. So – the Golden Globes actually, the 2021 Golden Globes are airing tonight. That's why I wanted to record a little bit earlier. <laughs> so I was like, I can't miss it. Um, <laughs> it's definitely an event for me every year. I'm kind of sad this year because it's going to be so weird. And I mean, who even 
cares with everything going on but nick and jessica went to the 2004 golden globes i think they presented but i couldn't find a clip of it then there was an nbc access hollywood party and nick jessica ashley tina and joe all went to this party and jessica performed i actually just (laughs) dm'd derek shout out derek hi because i was like I wonder if he knows what she performed at this because there's no video or anything. It was like a private party. But he said that his guest was with you and her other song, like her other main singles that she always does. But I love the dress that she wore. She has her hair slicked back and it's that dress that's kind of like a creamsicle. It's three different shades of orange. Do you know what I'm talking about? really pretty, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you just post it today? I think so. Like, not a full body shot, but you posted Ashley and Jessica together on our story, and I was like, oh, I think that's the dress I'm going to talk about. It's like, on one side of her chest, it's this light creamy orange, and then on the other side, it's more of a just pure creamsicle color and then on the back it's like a dark hot orange and it's just a really cool dress I just haven't seen a lot of dresses like that and she looks awesome Ashley wore a silver silk tube top bodysuit and she had blonde hair and bangs these are the last few months of Ashley as a natural blonde oh so excited to get into the autobiography era oh my god (laughs) But yeah, there's pictures of her hanging out with Lindsay Lohan and Lance Bass. So such an early 2000s party. (laughs) That year at the Golden Globes, the best movie was, well, the best movie drama because, you know, the Golden Globes is separated into drama and comedy. So drama was Lord of the Rings, which we already talked about because it was such a huge movie during this time. I mean, all of them were, but this is the year that they won all the Oscars and they won Best Picture. And then the best motion picture comedy was The Lost in Translation, which is that a comedy? No. (laughs) But I guess because it has Bill Murray, they're like, we're putting it into the comedy section. I love that movie. It's brilliant. Have you seen it? No, actually. I feel like you that's a movie you would really appreciate because it's like quietly profound and I feel like as a cancer, it's like <laughs> and like I don't know, I just feel like you would totally get that movie. It's about connection and I just I don't want to say anything else. I won't spoil it for you, but it's just a very very great film. I'll definitely and, watch it this week. Yes, go for it. Then we can discuss it. On our next episode, um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Lost in Translation <laughs> review podcast. Bill Murray won Best Actor Comedy, and I'm happy that he won even though it it's not a really comedic performance for him. It's a dramatic performance for him, and he's amazing. And Best Actress Comedy went to Diane Keaton for Something's Gotta Give. Such a good movie. Have you seen that one? Yes. Oh my god, her and Jack Nicholson together. I love my grandma and grandpa. They are just so good. I've seen that movie a million times. I love Nancy Myers. I'm a sucker for all of her like linens and, you know, gorgeous gigantic houses and rich people just dealing with their emotions is everything. So, best actress drama was Charlize Theron for Monster. Remember when she played the serial killer? Oh Jolie? Gosh. Yeah, no, no, I'm just oh. like, that just gave me like a major flashback. I was like, oh my gosh, yup. <laughs> yes, she gained a lot of weight. That woman, unfortunately, was homeless. She lived on the streets and she murdered men. And it's a very sad story. I mean, there's definitely reasons to be 
sympathetic for her not to be controversial I mean I think a lot of people think that because you know she had such a hard life doesn't justify (laughs) what she did at all but uh it's a great performance from Charlize she ended up winning the Oscar for it and there's also a good supporting performance from Christina Ricci in it who's just such an underrated actress like yeah as a 90s child I mean she was god to me so (laughs) I feel like she should have better roles nowadays but the best actor drama went to Mr. Sean Penn for Mystic River, which I don't even remember Sean Penn in that. I mean, I remember him being in that movie, but I don't remember his performance being like that killer. Don't drag me, please. But um, <laughs> I remember Tim Robbins more in that movie, but Got that's it. me. Yeah. And then the best TV series went to The Office UK because this is before the United States office and honestly like i have a confession to make i know everyone's gonna scream at me but i've never watched the uk version of the office i mean i feel like people are so religious about that like that's one of those things if you say you haven't seen people are like oh my god they just pee their pants right i'm like okay calm down um (laughs) but yeah have you seen the ricky gervais version nope i'm not gonna lie and say i have Ooh. okay well tune in for our next podcast Leah and Julie watching The Office for the first time. (laughs) The Office UK. The UK, yeah. I've seen the US one. Um, And then the best drama was 24, which that's weird to me because there were so many epic dramas of this time. Like Six Feet Under was nominated and what the hell, like that should have won. I mean, Frances Conroy won for best actress drama, thank God. But I don't know, like I was not a 24 person, were you? No. No, I mean, I know they have definitely a lot of stands, so no offense to all you Kiefer Sutherland people, but yeah, <laughs> DM us, tell us about 24 if we should go back and watch it at this point, or, I probably... yeah, the best episodes we should watch. Right, I mean, I think it's more suspenseful, and I guess I'm more of, I'm gonna watch a TV drama, I want like real drama, I want good characters, family stuff, and maybe that's what 24 is, I don't even, I mean, I just remember it being more like action-packed, you know? Right. Um... But yeah, let us know. That was what was happening this week in January 2004. And also, Outkast had the first two songs on the charts. They had Hey Ya at number one and I Like the Way You Move at number two. Which, I mean, what else would you want to listen to? Exactly. They were killing it. We <laughs> talked about this a few episodes ago about Speaker Box slash The Love Below because it premiered one of the weeks that we did. So go back and listen to our old episodes because they are literally amazing. By the way, there have been a few people that have DM'd us and told us that they just found the podcast and they've been binging all the episodes. And I, oh my God, thank you so much. That's so cool because I feel like a celebrity when I hear that because I am queen <laughs> of like finding a podcast and then I don't even know what happened but suddenly I've listened to 16 two-hour episodes and I'm like what is my name like I just get into this this uh hamster wheel where I just keep listening to all of them and I just cannot break out of it like I don't care about anything else I just binge so thank you so much for binging our podcast and letting us know that you appreciate our genius takes on all of this stuff (laughs) yeah it's always fun hearing from you guys and it's it's why we do it yeah we've been pretty consistently getting followers and stuff so thank you guys so much for supporting us we love you so without further ado should we get into season two episode one of newlyweds newlyweds anniversary i think we should yes okay (laughs) we get so excited if this is your first episode just know we're perpetually excited 
we probably shouldn't even say anymore that we're excited. We'll just let you know if we're ever not excited. That would probably be more prudent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, but yeah, this is, I don't know. It's, I have mixed feelings because like I am excited for this episode to talk about it, but at the same time I'm not. And I'll completely explain why. It has really nothing to do with Jessica, but it Ooh. never does. So cliffhanger yeah except not really because we're gonna talk about it in the next (laughs) so like we're gonna talk about it in the next hour or so however long we'll go on if you guys know we are normally very wordy and chatty we do not keep it short here at the ashley and jessica anyway so this opens with nick and jessica sitting on the couch discussing their first year of marriage and it's really kind of a clumsy weird opening but i guess they were going for the whole like you know this isn't an overproduced show this is just they're hanging out and we're just talking to them and nick says it was good but he mentions that there wasn't nearly enough sex which jesus can't you do something else except like what else is going on in your relationship yeah jessica asked like why you always say that yeah valid question and honestly like i don't want to be inappropriate but i actually wonder in real life how much sex they were actually having because the fact that he feels okay mentioning it all the time i mean i know that it's just kind of like he's also playing into this gender roles thing this old-fashioned i want to have sex more and she doesn't and i'm conservative and she spends all the money and god knows how much she's spending right now at barney's like that was in the entertainment weekly article they were at the house with nick and she called and he was like well she's at barney's again it's like god it's so redundant and jessica's charming with her redundance of saying like ditzy things because you just know it's so she's just so pure and he's just like caveman it's just i mean i guess it does make sense if they weren't having a lot of sex because they weren't really connecting they were i mean we've talked about their marital issues so i won't even get into it but like for two people that couldn't have sex for years and literally had to like at the beginning of your relationship when you're so passionate and whatever they had to just keep their pants zipped and go home and sleep separately and all that kind of stuff i mean you would think that they would be going at it a lot (laughs) like I would expect two young people that are healthy and, like I said, yeah, like didn't get to have sex for years and now they can have sex whenever. Like, I would think that they would be having sex every day. I know they're busy, so then maybe not. But still, I would think that if they're they're in the same place and they're not separate promoting stuff or whatever, that they would be having sex every day. The fact that he needs to tell the world instead of just talking about it with her privately and saying like, hey (laughs) – I thought that this would happen more often or something like maybe he he did but why ew it's just I just kind of wish that he left that in the first season yeah like there was a million other things he could have said like he could have been like you know like Jessica's getting more busy with work and I'm happy for her I just wish we got to spend more time together or like just literally anything we're starting to cook more together so that's great because we didn't really do that when we first got married but nope yeah, just, I get it, sex sells, all that kind of shit, but, like, say something interesting. We've already been down this road. Right. It's not as bad as if the first episode of the season was, like, oh, boy, Jessica's leaving her towels on the floor again. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, ugh, it's just stupid. And then Jessica says at the end, she's like, I guess we're going to work on having more sex. The first year was really, really good. It was it was uh, a lot of lessons learned and... A lot of cool experiences that we shared together and not nearly enough sex, but that's why we're, you know, we're still a great person here. <laughs> You're so deprived. Why do you always say that? 
think we had a great <laughs> first year, and we're going to top it all off here and enjoy our weekend and work on having more sex. <laughs> Is that what you're supposed to say? Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> She's obviously like joking. She's laughing and stuff. And then she turns to Nick and goes, is that what you're supposed to say? Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. that's all I, I just wanted to sigh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then we cut to Nick and Jessica on a different couch after we see a <laughs> montage of pictures of them hung up around their house. So yay. Yay. You know, they decorated um, Right, and Jessica says that Joe didn't know it was their anniversary coming up, and he scheduled her to perform in Atlantic City. Yes, and Nick accuses Joe of lying. He says that's bullshit. Doesn't know when her anniversary is. Oh, bullshit. Doesn't know when her anniversary doesn't. is. Doesn't. He was at the freaking wedding. He should yeah, know. Yeah, but baby, he's on the phone every day booking stuff. He doesn't think about... I mean, it's our, it's our anniversary, so as long as we're together, that's all that matters, right? but I wanted to go away somewhere. Well, so did I, but apparently we're not going anywhere. And he's probably right, because... Yeah, I, I mean, oddly agree with Nick on this one, too. Yeah, <laughs> and Jessica defends Joe. She's like, you know, he's on the phone booking stuff every day. Like, he doesn't think about stuff like that, but he probably knew. Nick then changes his tune, and he's like, well, as long as we're together, it doesn't really matter, which is exactly true. I mean, it's like, of right. course, he's just going to go with her, and they're going to be together. It's like, why not do what you love to do for a living and, you know, make a nice little salary for the night and also get to have fun in Atlantic City? So it's kind of a good deal. Jessica's in a worse mood than he is <laughs> because she's like, I wanted to go away somewhere which totally understand she definitely deserved to go away with all of her appearances and the crazy schedule that she had, but they still kind of got a little getaway in our neck of the woods. They did. We'll kind of bring it up once we get there. We'll go into more detail, but Jessica says when she's performing that their anniversary is the day after, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not like she had a full commitment that like took up her entire day on their actual anniversary. That's true. Maybe that's was Joe's thought process is like, oh, she'll work and then the next day they can just be romantic or whatever. Right. So then Nick is kind of informing Jessica about Atlantic City. She's never been there, which I'm surprised. Like she had been to other countries at this point. Atlantic City right. is a lot of celebrities are always playing Atlantic City. It's very popular stop. And Nick says it's a great town and that it's better than Vegas, which LOL it is not better than Vegas. Like, I'm sorry. I actually, I haven't been to Vegas, so maybe I'm an ignorant idiot, but I actually only just started to appreciate Atlantic City right before the pandemic. Me and my mom went to a concert and we stayed overnight at Caesars Palace and we went to a really good restaurant and the concert was amazing and it was just a nice little, you know, night trip. But before then, I always thought Atlantic City was kind of a drag and I think it's funny how they portray it in this episode because... Atlantic City can be really fun. Young people definitely do go there. I mean, even when I was in college, there was a lot of like 18 and 19 and 20 year olds that would go down there for the weekend or whatever. It's more of like an old people's town. There's definitely a young scene there though. And the thing is, once they show Atlantic City, they show the really bad, dangerous areas of it because Atlantic City has a huge amount of crime 
they have a lot of um i don't know how else to say it drug dealers it's a huge spot for drugs there was like a motel longer than a few years back this is actually kind of close to the time that nick and jessica were there but there were murders in motels there over drugs and all kinds of stuff and it's one of those towns where if you just drive two minutes away from that area you're in like the lap of luxury where there's like penthouse suites and shit so it's kind of that's kind of uncomfortable to me (laughs) i mean it's definitely better now than it was then. but i think what nick was trying to say by better was it's more affordable than vegas yeah it definitely can be and one thing that's nicer than vegas even though i love the desert like when i went out to arizona i was in heaven i loved it but atlantic city is right on the beach all the main casinos and hotels and resorts are on the boardwalk and on the strip right on the water and it's beautiful so that's definitely a nice part of ac because you can have like a really nice beach day and then come back take a shower and go to a great restaurant or a concert or gamble if that's your thing and um they actually have britney slot machines at caesar's palace and i won oh it's so cool i won nine dollars such a high roller um and (laughs) it was just amazing and they really need to have a jessica and ashley slot machine Ooh, that would be so cool because it's really cool they have all these different pictures of britney like in all these different iconic outfits it's all digital so toxic will start playing and then they'll start playing the toxic video and then when you win it'll play a different song and then like it's just so cool so it is a fun place but I don't think it was especially what they show in this episode it's probably not the ideal that Jessica wanted for her anniversary but again it is a trick of the editing if they had wanted to say it was the opposite and it was like they were trying to make it seem like Nick planned this with Joe and there was this romantic getaway in Atlantic City they could have just filmed all the luxurious shit and not shown the old people and not shown like the cash for gold place that they show and all of that they they could have just made it the fancier side of it so it really is both things yeah yeah so Nick and Jessica are staying at the now defunct I don't know if it is demolished right now or but it's in the process of being demolished Trump Taj Mahal went out of business it's almost as if the owner of it maybe is not that good at managing things such as businesses countries things like that I'm just I'm speculating right um i'm not getting political i'm just speculating anyway (laughs) by the way i've seen and i haven't gotten this with our podcast but i saw in another podcast i listened to there were a lot of one star reviews i guess from trump supporters because they had talked about on the podcast it had nothing to do with politics but they had just mentioned offhandedly that they hated trump or something or that you know whatever they were on the left and i just want to make it clear that i hated trump so long before he was president and it was like i mean obviously like i wasn't happy with uh, that administration at all and I did not vote for his ass but like trust me if this was in 2004 I I'm sure when I watched this I was like ew fuck that guy even though I was a kid so I'm not even getting political I don't like him so (laughs) yeah that's where Nick and Jessica stayed and it was gorgeous though I mean I don't like the decor I just don't like the whole Trump like that famous picture of his apartment where there's the giant golden lions and shit like that was kind of the statues are kind of tacky but like how it was kind of like a Roman theme in one room and like the bedroom I really liked how it had like purple is just my favorite color but I like the purple carpets and like bedding things like that. No you're right I liked the purple silk sheets. Yeah. That was cool actually. 
Yeah, I actually did stay at the Trump Taj Mahal one time. My dad got us Aerosmith tickets. Again, this is like before Twitter and all that shit. So like we drove all the way down there. Me and my dad were all ready for the concert. We check in and they're like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. But Steven Tyler has laryngitis and the concert's canceled. Oh my gosh. Now we didn't have a suite like Nick and Jessica, so it wasn't that exciting for me. Very different from the real Taj Mahal, I would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Nick starts playing a song because there's a piano. It's very Liberace and then they have the piano on top. Let me sing you a song. You're my pet, you're my lover. I place the one above you, babe. That's all I know. He plays this cheesy boy bandy song for Jessica at the piano, and she's just like walking away laughing at him. It was cute, though. It was cute. It was, I don't think that the producers made him do that. No, I think he just, yeah, he was just being cute there. And, for um, once. A, yeah, a rare act of cuteness. And yeah, it's such a huge suite. They have those chandeliers. They have the bar in there. Right. And then they show the posters. She was performing October 25th. So we can see that that's around the time that they started filming this season. And I think from then on, I think they had a break in between season one and season two. But then I think once they start filming for this, they're pretty much consistently filming until the end of the series. I mean, yeah, they might have some time in between, but they're not really taking breaks at this point. Like we basically see the next year of Jessica's life. Right. Okay, so it's time for her concert, and I didn't know that Donald Trump personally showed up. Ew, and I I just think that's weird. Maybe it's because he just thought she was hot, and he's just that kind of gross person. Probably. I mean, I know that his he's so desperate to be liked by celebrities and stuff, so maybe he would drive down there and introduce all the celebrities that perform there. I don't know, but... I don't know, but yeah, that's what made me not as excited about this episode like i'm already nauseous so seeing him just kind of <laughs> induced more nausea unfortunately jolie's not feeling too well today you guys we're recording remotely nothing Don't serious worry. yeah i'm just have anxiety <laughs> yes so i'm sorry you're you had to go through seeing him on top of what you're already going through <laughs> yeah but then we get to see jessica perform so yeah she is talking about marriage and how a lot of people say the first year of marriage is the hardest but there has to be something harder than that because it wasn't that hard oh girl you're right that divorce (laughs) the last year of marriage right but yeah it's like your last year of marriage is uh it's about to start so i don't know i mean obviously jolie and i have both never been married but What do you think? Do you think that's accurate that the first year of marriage is the hardest? Because I don't. I don't think it is. I feel like it is kind of if you've never lived together, you haven't really spent that much time together. And if that's the case and now you're having to adjust and compromise and all these things, I feel like it can be. But Mm -hmm. I really don't think so. Yeah, because I don't know. I think that you're still riding a high from oh my god we're married and anytime anything is novel like anytime you're doing something new and different you're gonna be in a better mood and in a better place and you're gonna be more interested it's just like a scientific fact of the brain that's one of the reasons why people love traveling is not actually what you're doing but the fact that there's so many new sights and sounds and everything around you that it just like imprints on you differently and it makes life just more like fascinating and right I don't know I feel like if you're married for decades there has to be a period 
Yeah, I don't think the first year is that bad unless something traumatic happens. Like, I feel like it's pretty smooth sailing at first. Right. Yeah, like, unless you're filmed 24-7 right. <laughs> or something and like You're slowly that. coming to realization that your husband just isn't that great. Um. Yeah, DM us. Let us know if you're married. Is the first year of marriage the hardest? Or any cool marriage or relationship advice. So I feel like what could have contributed to making Nick and Jessica's relationship better or even our own, our listeners. That is such a good idea. I was actually thinking that maybe we should do like a Q&A episode and we could include advice. Questions? Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So let us know if you want that. We'll totally tell you what to do in life, you know, since we're so perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, she performs Sweetest Sin and she introduces it by saying, and This next song is kind of appropriate. For our one-year anniversary, it's called Sweetest Sin. <laughs> Celebrating making love for one year. Why not? I love you, Nick. That she's celebrating making love for one year. Again, so weird how normalized her just discussing her sex life is. I don't know. It's just she's performing, so she feels the need to mention this thing that everybody has been talking about regarding her since the beginning of her career. Right. Then she yells out, I love you, Nick, and he smiles and laughs from the audience, and it's a genuinely cute low moment for them. And then... It's the next day, and they're having breakfast. It looks so good. This made me really hungry for breakfast. <laughs> and Jessica really reminds me of Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman here. She is sitting in the robe with the no makeup on, like that one scene in the movie. And it also made me think of it because Nick said in the last episode that it was her favorite movie. Right. She just looks so cute and natural in her robe with no makeup. There's just something about room service that tastes better. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you just stay in, you're comfy. They just bring it to you and you just get to take it easy. Yes, I was just so feeling the scene. I was like, damn, because I don't, you know, I haven't haven't been to a hotel in a while. I did get to go away, thankfully, like in a safe manner when the states around us were unrestricted and it was don't shade me it was all it was much better a few months ago but yeah I want to go stay in a hotel just so I can get room service and pretend I'm Jessica that sounds like a great idea I know I mean I already do that from my own house so it really would be nothing new but <laughs> and this scene is just so good like this scene is so funny because Nick tells her about the October vest and Jessica right. doesn't know what that is what are we gonna do today, do you know? There's like a big Oktoberfest thing downstairs. What's that? What's what, Oktoberfest? Mm-hmm. It's a German celebration. Celebration of what? October? It's a pretty good guess. <laughs> In the fall, I grew up with there being several Oktoberfests going on, like one after the other in months of September and October. So like for me, it was, I knew what it was when I was very young, but I'm wondering if it's like not a thing in Texas. I don't think so. Yeah, there's German people in Texas, but like it's not just a German thing. It's kind of, you know, it's become just a fall activity really, but this is nowhere near the Buffalo Wings thing. I'm not surprised that she doesn't know what it is. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Nick's trying to just sell her on the idea, which it definitely is that Nick wants to go. It doesn't sound like something she's interested in. So Nick's trying to sell it to her and he's like, yeah, we're going to get some beers and we can have some bratwurst. And she's like, what's bratwurst? Like, do I have to eat it? But he says something along the lines of like, bratwurst comes from white pigs because it's sausage and that's not what it is at all i mean no. it's, yeah it's it could be pork beef or veal like it's not just pork 
Mm-hmm. And this so. is one of those scenes where you can tell, like, when she says in her book how, at times, he was a father figure in some ways. Because this scene is very much, like, it seems like a little kid being like, but what is it? But I don't know. But I don't understand. Like, what? what's this? What's that? And the parent right. kind of getting frustrated. You know how when you're trying to explain something to a kid and they're asking, like, so many questions and you're like, I don't even know all of the details. I didn't expect yeah. to. You know, it just comes off as like that. But it's still so funny and cute. And even when she just initially is like, what is Oktoberfest? And he says it's a German celebration. And she goes, of what? October? Right. And I enjoyed him describing what polka music is. And he's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> he's shimmying and going like, da 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 I don't have to eat one of those brats, do I? I'm not going to watch him. Mm. But it's like they play polka music, you know, like German polka music. And everyone dances around and drinks beer. And I got Titanic. This conversation's over. Jessica asks if it's like the Titanic, and Nick is like, oh, this conversation is over, but it is kind of like the Titanic. The dancing part, you know? Yes, similar. They're not playing polka music in the Titanic scene, but yes, it's like that with like everybody spinning around and dancing and letting loose. It is kind of like that. And I mean, she was starting to get it and then Nick discouraged her from. Yeah, he basically just wanted to like face palm and like walk away from the table. And it's just her whole demeanor, this scene, her musings on it. I just love her so much. Like when Nick's calling the front desk. Yeah, I don't really want to drink beer yet though. Should we gamble first? You want to go down there or no? Well, I don't know. I don't really understand what it is. It's just a party. All right, well, I'm calling to see what's on the Oktoberfest begins. It starts at 12. It's kind of early for a party. Just ate breakfast. The whole thing is cute. They show a really quick shot of a really delicious looking dessert for their anniversary. Right. Then Jessica says that the one year anniversary gift is paper. So you know how every year of an anniversary there's a traditional thing that you're supposed to give. Right. Which I don't know who decided on this, but I looked it up because I was just curious. I thought it was like for the first five or 10 years or something. If you go on the Hallmark website, they have a different type of thing for every year from your first year until your 60th. I don't know who the hell made this up, but if you go to the Hallmark website, each and every one of them has a little link that you can click and then they show you all of the different gifts that are related to that. Obviously, I'm not going to read them all but the first is paper the second is cotton third is leather fourth is fruit or flowers fifth is wood sixth is candy or iron and i mean it goes there's so many different ones throughout the 60 years like jade silver art music linens tools food coral antiques books ruby office or desk decor and then the 60th is a diamond so if you make it 60 years with someone you got to give your spouse a diamond so start saving for that okay (laughs) um so i just i never do that i thought that was crazy and so jessica says that because the first year is paper she wants to get a bed because a bed is made of wood so paper is wood and that's when they show the shot of the trump taj mahal bed and i was like well that's not the bed that she's talking about like i guess she's talking about getting a new bed for their house oh boy but yeah they're getting ready they're going downstairs and then they go downstairs and they start showing all of the elderly people and jessica's just like this doesn't look like vegas at all everybody's so old here 
even despite how I feel about Trump completely separately from that, the Trump Taj Mahal, you know, now it's closed for good reason. It was never one of the nicer places. Like if you're ever on a trip there, I will go to the Borgata. I will go to Caesar's Palace. There's some really nice places. If you're going to hang out there all day and gamble and go to restaurants and stuff like that, like this is not find a good one. Look at the reviews and stuff. It's just so funny to me that these are two celebrities at this moment. They're huge and they could have done anything. You know, they have money, they have connections, they have, they're hot at the moment. They could have done any amazing, fun, exciting thing at this point. And they're just like, walking around this casino with all of these elderly people and like it's just funny at this time in history if they had been anywhere else they would have been mobbed by fans you know but I feel like that also might have been why so they could kind of walk around take it easy and not be completely bombarded yeah because from here on out the show really changes once they're famous I mean they were famous before obviously but once they're more famous you know there's several episodes about it too there's even one called celebrity problems and there's just a lot more things that happen to celebrities in the series whereas in the first season yes it's clear there are celebrities but it's just a little more normal and so it's good that we kind of have this last taste of them just being so completely normal I mean I completely understand why this was the first episode because it's just it's just so down to earth it's just so funny that this young beautiful couple that could do anything ended up at this Oktoberfest. <laughs> right. And like Jessica makes a comment like, I don't think there's anyone here who's under 60. <laughs> Besides her and Nick, of course. Yeah. So then they're playing craps, which I still don't even, I don't know how to play craps. Do you? No. I know that you shake the dice and you throw them. I think maybe you select a number and it, and your dice has to, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, um, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jessica says, I like craps because you don't really have to think. And she wishes that they had chairs because she's wearing, of course, sky-high heels. Nick asks if Jessica wants to play, and she goes, I don't have any money. And he goes, what else is new? That really annoyed me because just you wait. What do you mean, what else is new? She fucking performed last night, Nick. I want to see where you're cashing your checks because she got paid. Yeah, he just doesn't know when to shut up he's not good at joke like he's not funny you know what i mean he should yeah. stick to pretending to be a polka dancer because that was funny it was just so stupid because she was obviously saying that you know i don't i don't need to pick every little thing apart but it, she was obviously just saying that she didn't have any money on her to put yeah, down on the table cash. i think didn't she say that she wanted to play blackjack instead yeah she said she wanted to play that because like you can get a chair and i guess it's just easier for her to follow so it's not like she's completely clueless. It just, that wasn't a game she was that interested in. No, she, she seemed pretty into it. Like she was, you know, she wanted to gamble. So then she says that she wants to leave and she goes, I think that October carnival sounded good. Then they go and she says, we lost all our money. I feel bad. And I thought this little part was actually really interesting because I would think Nick would be the one who would be pissed off. Like, I would think that would ruin his whole day if he lost all that money because he's right. so frugal. And he was actually on the positive side. He was saying, well, hey, at least we know how to play now. And right. Jessica was like, I don't know how to play. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just think that's so interesting because it seems like when he is having fun and enjoying himself, spending money is fine. But when a maid is working her ass off in their house for six hours, he gives $20 an hour and doesn't give a tip. Right. Just something I noted. Anyway. That and also like while they were at the crabs table, like 
Jessica's saying, like, oh, it's not fun unless you play with a lot of money. And Nick's like, well, no, that's how you lose a lot of money. And, like, it's just very dismissive. Mm-hmm. Jessica's right. You know, I mean, I was really excited when I won my $9 at the Britney slots. But I don't think that I'm going to become a high roller anytime soon because I just think it's too risky. So they go up to the Oktoberfest. Jessica looks around <laughs> and she immediately goes so genuinely, like, it's not a joke. She's not deadpanning. She goes, oh, Lord, is this what we're going to? (laughs) Like, she just can't believe it. And I actually did feel for Nick because I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where, like, you hype something up and you tell your friends about it and then you go and do it. And then, like, suddenly you realize it's actually not as good as you remembered or whatever. And your friends are like, what? (laughs) Yeah, what did you just sign me up for? (laughs) It's so embarrassing because you're like, oh, yeah, sorry. But it's just so good, like. This was still when MTV was genius. It's just so funny. I love when Jessica's just kind of looking around like she's so dumbfounded and amazed that she actually doesn't even notice what Nick is doing at first. And he is like leaving to go get some food or something. And she's like, don't leave me alone. (laughs) Right. Runs after him like something's going to happen to her there. And they repeat, oh, this is another weird thing where they repeat Jessica saying everybody is so old here. It's the same clip. She wasn't saying it that many times. And then they have this so funny, this scene where this older man at the ATM, he's trying to use his Sears card. To take out money. Yeah. And this is actually a scene where I liked Nick because he was helping him and he was being really cute. Want to get money too? Yeah. Go ahead. You sure? It's not working? I don't know what account of what kind of will be used. You can't use your Sears, Sears card. card. Huh? Oh, man, you are connected. You've got a card for everything. He's using a Sears card. Wanna try again? Good luck. I have to give him props. The way that he talked to all the old people, you could tell that he was being really sweet and he seemed genuinely interested in speaking with them and he wasn't like dismissive and he was really trying to entertain a conversation right. with them. He wasn't and, like, I'm obviously Nick Lachey. Right. It wasn't that love is blind bullshit. Because <laughs> of course they had no earthly idea who he was. It was just cute. And in general, I enjoy how much Nick enjoys this whole thing. Like this is the good side to him being this low-key frugal guy because it is attractive when someone just enjoys something that isn't a big deal and is just this completely you know like they've been to the freaking american music award you know what i mean like they've been to big events that are flashy and exclusive and this is just the Oktoberfest at the trump taj mahal like he does seem to be enjoying himself and it is attractive that he doesn't need all of that to be entertained right but in that moment where that guy is trying to use his sears card jessica says you can't use your sears card and then she says to nick he was using his sears card and you can tell she only said it once as she's walking away they replay both of those lines and i don't know why they would do that like to make her seem bitchy or annoying i guess but it just was to me so not creative and i just feel like there was so much gold in this episode why are you just repeating the same shit that she just said right and for what really yeah they're back up to the Oktoberfest and there's people in lederhosen it was definitely a full-out Oktoberfest and for me I would never want to go to an Oktoberfest indoors I don't know if you've been to one but it's the reason why I love Oktoberfest usually it's at like a um a restaurant or a or a hotel where they have a big open field or something you're enjoying the fall weather and the leaves are so beautiful and that kind of thing Right. I, I wouldn't want to do it cooped up in a hotel, so I feel like Jessica didn't really get the Oktoberfest experience. Have you ever been to one? No, actually. 
Well, where I grew up in Sussex County, New Jersey, it's like the country out there and it's really not like southern country, like farm land it's basically. Rural. Yes, it's rural. Thank you for remembering the word. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's from this area, I grew up in the town that Mountain Creek is in. That's what I'm talking about. And anytime there was an Oktoberfest, it was in a huge open space with trees and grass and you could bring kids and they would be running around doing like the fun kid activities and then there'd be the area to get all the beer and the pretzels and stuff and the music and it was it was just a one of those things you do in the fall like go apple picking or whatever. And I just feel like this makes it seem like you could have it at any time of year and I feel like the best thing about Oktoberfest is the air is crisp and you know all that kind of stuff so anyway I don't know why I'm defending Oktoberfest but I just want people to know it's actually fun if you ever get to go to like one in an area where the leaves are changing and it's my favorite season is fall so I'm just like I wish it was fall all year round no but that makes sense because that really just seems like a pretty poor depiction of it yeah it really was so nick also reveals he was in the sound of music and he says he's proud of his german heritage jessica didn't even know he was german right um which i feel like maybe they should have asked each other more questions (laughs) before they got married my opinion um but yeah, it, it's mildly cute how into the Oktoberfest he is, especially because it does seem like a lamer Oktoberfest and not like the fun ones I've experienced. And the looks on Jessica's face during this entire sequence are just gold. Yeah, because like, so they just get together and sell stuff? Like, doesn't <laughs> get it at all. I've never heard of this in my life. It's going to be Halloween for all I know. Uh, it almost is. Oh, uh, it is. The, you want a beer? Yeah, I feel like a lot of Oktoberfests are kind of in tandem with like a craft fair or almost like a flea market kind of thing, but it's nicer. They'll have tables set up and they'll sell German inspired stuff or fall inspired stuff because I feel like a lot of Oktoberfest is fall stuff and it doesn't have anything to do with Germany really. It depends on like how big it is and everything. So yeah, who's sponsoring the event? Exactly. Yes. Jessica did buy something. She got her silver and gold hoops. Yes. And they were cute. I noticed that she was wearing them when they go on the, not horseback, oh, horse and carriage. She's wearing the silver ones. And I thought it was weird because, so she says to Nick, she's like, feel them. They're so light. Feel how light they are. And he says it's because they're fake. And she goes, they're not fake. Super offended. And so I'm like, did she just drop hundreds of dollars? Like, does she think that she bought real silver and gold hoops at Oktoberfest? Or why is she so mad that he thinks they're fake like of course they're fake yeah i don't know if maybe they were like gold plated yeah or something yeah like or that. gold filled yeah right i don't know it could have been that she left the Oktoberfest and went to one of the fancy stores because every hotel and casino in atlantic city has these like fancy gaudy stores like some of them are regular nice stores but most of them are like half tourist shops and then half really expensive shit and so maybe she went and bought them in there and and, or maybe she even pretended that she got them at the Oktoberfest so that Nick would like not think that she just spent a lot of money that was a smart idea (laughs) 
I don't know. So two old ladies come to share their table. And it was really cute because they're just talking to them, like being super sweet. And then sure enough, more and more older people just come over to talk to them. Yeah. And it's funny because they're completely unfazed by the cameras. They don't care. (laughs) No, they're just like, we just want to eat our food. Exactly. I thought it was funny too, because sometimes when I'm at events like this, if I'm at, I don't know, what am I thinking of? Like the Ren Fair or something where they have all the tables out and everyone just kind of shares them. Usually people will be like, oh, is there anybody sitting here? Do you mind if I eat with you or whatever? But they just put their shit down. <laughs> like, yeah, they're they, like, they, whatever. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing, this whole sequence is one of my favorite things in Newlyweds. I just think it's so funny and it's so authentically this show. Right. So then it's time for them to actually celebrate their anniversary. So they go to Manhattan, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's like two hours from Atlantic City. And now we have probably my favorite newlyweds moment on the entire fucking series, which is when they walk into the hotel. Hi. Hey, how are you? Hello, Ms. Simpson. Hello. Mr. Lackey. I'm Tom Davin, the general Hi. manager. Nice how to are you? Trump at the National. Thank you. How are you? The guy says, hello, Miss Simpson, Mr. Lackey. (laughs) Yes. Which maybe he just looked at the sheet really quickly. But when I was in, let's just say elementary school, we learned that CH makes a ch sound. So I don't know how he got lackey, but whatever, I'm, I'm here for it. It's so funny. And it's just indicative of this whole period of time where no one cared about Nick and everybody cared about Jessica. I mean, Simpson is also like, what is he going to, how is he going to misspell that, you know, or or mispronounce that? But it's just so funny because then (laughs) Jessica rubs it in. And um, I think that she, like, they checked in and it was under Jessica's name. Because we're here for me. You would rather put it under Lackey? No. <laughs> Mr. Lackey? The amount of times I've called this man Nick Lackey, probably more times than I've called him Nick Lachey, like, it's so funny to me. Like, it kills me. But if also, of course, it's going to be under Jessica's name because we see really quickly in the background, Joe and Tina are there. So, of course, they're going to put it under Jessica's name. Right. They're there as well. And I wonder if... I feel like Jessica must have had more appearances or promo this week because, like, why are they there? Like, they don't show them at all during the Oktoberfest. They were probably there at the concert because Tina was always doing her wardrobe and stuff, and then Joe's her manager, so they were at a lot of stuff like that. But I wonder if – why would they be staying in the hotel? Not with them in in the same room, obviously, but, like, staying in the hotel as well – well, it's their anniversary. Like, I don't know. No, I think you're right. Because, like, when they went to the Bahamas, Joe and Tina didn't go with them. <laughs> so, and when they went away for their surprise weekend, like, again, Joe and Tina didn't go with them. So. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why they were there. But anyway, so they get up to their room and there's rose petals everywhere and such I'm going to read an excerpt from Open Book at the end of this episode, and we'll talk about this fakeness. But yeah, Jessica's acting surprised and very happy, even though she knows that MTV did this, set this up, told Nick to do it, whatever. And there's more roses there, and there's champagne for them. Jessica is really cute. She says she loves him, and she's like, I love you, even though our anniversary's been kind of bizarre. And he says, well, our lives are kind of bizarre, and 
I thought that was kind of a weirdly offhandedly profound comment because it's like, yeah, there's a cameraman filming your romantic evening right now that was pushed on you by the network that you work for so that it'll look like you guys are more romantic with each other than you are. Right. So yeah, I would say it's pretty bizarre. Then Nick makes a comment about how he needs to like get Jessica drunk so he can get lucky. And it's just like, why? It's so weird. The focus constantly, like the jokes about it and everything. It's just like, I never, that, I, that's never been said to me. Like, (laughs) thank God. Especially when you're like having a romance, like it's your anniversary. Of course, you're going to have sex on your anniversary. It's just stupid. Now they, okay, so they leave and they take a horse and carriage ride to the Tavern on the Green, which is a very famous New York City establishment. It's like one of those iconic places. I've actually never eaten there. Have you? No. It's probably crazy expensive. And I remember back in the day, you couldn't get in. It was like one of those things. I mean, now all the places you couldn't get in, you can. I mean, not now, but in normal COVID times, I feel like all the restaurants that were so exclusive, everything kind of fades in and out. There are restaurants that I used to have to make reservations months in advance for that now I just walk into. So I don't know, but I kind of, after COVID, want to go there because I feel like it's one of those iconic old New York spots, you know? I just Googled it and it says it opens again in April. Hmm. Well, my birthday is in April, so there you go. <laughs> if any men out there who are not going to ask me why we're not having more sex want to make a reservation, do it now. I don't want to get shut out, okay? They're in the carriage ride, and Jessica says, <laughs> You think this horse is okay? This is, I mean, I feel bad for this horse, but I guess it's on wheels, so it makes it go faster for him. As opposed to dragging it on the street, yeah, wheels do help. It's cool to be in New York. The horse New York. knows to stop at red lights. Well, see, he's got these things that are called reins. Oh. And they're attached to a bridle in the horse's mouth. I didn't think about it. So when he pulls on it. And then once again, he has to make a weird sex comment. He describes how the reins are in their mouth and they pull on the reins. And so the horse knows when to stop. And then he's like, don't worry, I'm going to bring out something similar when we get to the hotel. Gross. And Jessica's face is just like, it's just not even funny because, I mean, we've talked about when... They show that random clip of Jessica talking about licking Nick in his nether regions. Right. And we were like, Nick is not asking for anything out there. Like, he's probably overjoyed with normal sex and doesn't <laughs> doesn't need anything. So I feel like he's the last person that would be bringing reins into the <laughs> bedroom. So sorry, Nick, but another one of your jokes that just didn't work. Right, and it fell a little flat. For real. Yeah, so then they go to the tavern on the green, and I thought it was a nice touch that the rose petals on the table were pink instead of red. Yeah, I think so. Nick tries to put the napkin in her lap, or on her top, like uh, in her in well, her. Yeah, he tries to tuck booth. it in. She's wearing like a, I guess a baby doll top is. Yeah, it's like low cut. Right, and he's trying to like stuff it in, and it's just like, come on now. Yeah. She's like, you're going to mess up my cleavage, and he goes, that's impossible. Um, which that doesn't annoy. Like, that to me is fine. Then, oh my god, this was so weird. So their glasses are like slanted for some reason. Right, there's like an odd curve in them for no reason. It doesn't look fancy or nice either. It looks weird, but Nick reveals that his dick is crooked. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Jessica goes, don't tell everybody that you lean, you know, which means like that your dick is curved over, I guess, instead of being just a straight penis. I don't know how else to describe it. Again, more mental trauma. Yeah. Again, it's like (laughs) maybe he was trying to have some memorable moments himself because like there's the show, The Comeback. It's the first thing Lisa Kudrow did after Friends. Have you seen it? No. If you're listening to this podcast, you would love it because it uh, was made in 2005 and then it was only one season because it was so far ahead of its time. It's like a satire of reality TV shows. Lisa Kudrow plays this actress who was super famous in the 80s. She had a really popular sitcom and that was her big role and she was on it for years and she was Emmy nominated and all of that. And then after that, her career really didn't go anywhere. And so it's 20 years later and they're filming a reality show about her comeback. And so you kind of see all the behind the scenes absurdity of reality shows. You know, you see the producer standing there saying like, oh, can you actually not do that? Or can you do that again? Or, you know, you're seeing the mic hit her in the head all the time. You're seeing like all of this insanity. And the show actually was such a cult hit that 10 years later in 2015, they did a season two. I was thrilled because I watched the first season. It's only like 10 episodes and I watched it over and over because it's so brilliant and it's something that would have done so well a little further past when it came out because I think reality TV was still too new for like your average person to get what they were trying to do and what they were trying to say. But basically she's so desperate for her comeback and she's so desperate for fame and she wants more opportunities and she you can tell how much she misses her old life of being a, a real star and all these younger people are getting ahead of her. And so she's basically willing to do anything on this reality show as long as it gets her in the news. And so the thing that ends up getting her the most press is her embarrassing herself so bad. I won't give it away to anyone who wants to watch it. It's so brilliant she's being made a complete fool of but she's smiling so big because suddenly she's on every news network and nobody cared about her for 20 years and now she's everywhere and everyone's like that was so hilarious blah 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 like and I wonder if that was part of Nick's mindset like well if I talk about sex and I reveal all of this personal shit or you know reveal something that I guess some people would find to be a flaw like that your penis is crooked and everyone's gonna talk about that I need a big moment like Jessica's chicken of the sea moment I need a zinger I need something that's gonna put my song on the charts for once you know and I just wonder if he was kind of like panicking thinking like oh my god I have this opportunity I'm on tv every week and I have to think of something that's gonna get me in that same position right that makes me a little bit more memorable besides bitching at my wife and demanding sex yeah and it's interesting that you say that because in the in one of the articles that I read that of an interview they did around this time he says that it's actually good that they're filmed all the time in the first year of their marriage because it's kind of like therapy he's like you get to see things that you say that aren't appropriate to say to your spouse or whatever and I do think it's true because I've heard before a technique if you're fighting a lot with your spouse and they're saying cruel things or whatever to tape them and then play it back or if you're in couples therapy they'll say if you are starting a fight start recording it and then we can talk about it in therapy and like how you talk to each other so he's right it should have given him some insight on how to keep this marriage going and how to save this marriage by not saying such inappropriate things and not being rude to her but I guess he couldn't take his own advice yeah which is a little unfortunate but as we always say it all worked out in the end it definitely did oh and then there's the cake right so when they're sitting down jessica's like oh my gosh like that looks like exactly like 
our wedding cake and <laughs> explains how they recreated the top tier of their wedding cake for their anniversary which kind of like a weird fact but the tradition of saving the top layer of your cake and freezing it is because way back when you were just expected to have a baby 30 seconds or start making a baby 30 seconds after you got married that was supposed to be saved for like the baby shower or like something along those lines it wasn't really supposed to be saved for your anniversary because it's like the baby would have been on its way so that way you didn't have to spend money on a new cake so i thought okay. that was is anyone else impressed by jolie's knowledge of weird marriage and wedding traditions <laughs> that's my very particular set of skills did you read a book about this or something no so you always have interesting facts about this stuff that i've never heard i am just a nerd i love history mm-hmm. um so when i was in high school i was in ap us history so things like that and like a lot of the times we would just got slammed like okay this is what we're learning about 10 page paper go so i would try and pick more obscure things than just like things that were like kind of stereotypical like that you would talk about like one of the things that i did a research another thing i did a research paper about was euthanasia and when did that start and why is it more taboo in certain countries than other than others things like that so mm-hmm. and we'll yeah. talk because i want to hear about it but <laughs> <laughs> that'll be for a different podcast but um yeah this scene proves that jessica she it's not that she's stupid she's one of those people that says the first thing that comes to her mind instead of working something out because like if that was me in my mind i would have been like that looks like my wedding oh that is my wedding cake and then i just would have been like oh my god you had our wedding cake recreated but she turns around and just blurts out in the most curious tone that looks like our wedding cake right it's just so again childlike and and charming yeah so they're having obviously dinner first before they cut into the cake and oh my god their food looks so good and they kept saying how good their food was I was like, yes I'm a jealous i was so jealous boy do i miss going to a nice restaurant and getting like that classic what jessica's having the steak potatoes and vegetable dinner with like a really good glass of wine and just going out to dinner and having a really good steak and and not worrying about like oh my god let me put my mask back on because the waiter's coming back oh my god get it quickly okay like (laughs) i mean i haven't even dined indoors even outdoors like i try to put my mask on every time i talk to the waiter out of respect you know right i just miss life (laughs) you know right and then uh, Jessica brings up to Nick. She's like, oh, do you remember what song we were dancing to this time last year? Mm. And he just draws like a complete blank. Yeah, he didn't remember. Yeah, I guess this is where I'll read the open book excerpt because she addresses that exact moment. So it says, when we started filming season two on our first anniversary, we and the whole crew knew the stakes. Whatever we needed to do to keep that ATM spitting out money would be fine with us. The conceit was that my dad had booked me a gig that would put me in Atlantic City on our anniversary. So Nick would surprise me afterward with a weekend trip to New York City. I was supposed to believe that my husband arranged for rose petals to lead me from the hotel door to the bed and then a horse and carriage ride to Tavern on the Green. Oh, and he also had the top tier of our wedding cake recreated and sent to the restaurant so we could eat it, a tradition that neither of us had ever heard of. (laughs) She didn't do your research, Jolie. No, (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) She was too busy selling records. Exactly. Nowadays, we all know how much production goes into reality. But back then, people believed. Of course, Nick had nothing to do with any of that. But I wanted people to believe he was everyone's vision of a leading man. The problem was, Nick had hit his marks, but he couldn't improv any lines. 
While eating the cake, I asked him what song we were dancing to a year before on our wedding day. When he hemmed and hawed, I tried to help him. Baby, you don't remember our first dance? He didn't. I put my head in my hands, not because I was mad at him, but because I was frustrated that he couldn't even act the part MTV handed to him. It was crazy love, I said quietly. What song are we dancing to this time last year? What's the song that you and I danced to? Neil McCoy, McCoy sang it. Yeah. Baby, you don't remember our first no, dance? No, I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh Hold my on. God. You better think of it. I will. Okay. Hey! Hey, hold on. I'm thinking of it. You're putting pressure on me now. I can't think. Nick! I can't think. Well, go off into your own world for a minute, because if right. you do not think of this, I'm going to be really upset. I'm sorry. So sorry. I love you. I can tell. That's where she addresses this exact episode. There's a lot here about this general time, which we can get into in other episodes. But I just wanted to read that one excerpt because this episode seems like it was very memorable for Jessica. And I, I totally see what she's saying here. They handed him this whole thing on a silver platter. He didn't really have to lift a finger. In the a moment where he could have been authentically romantic, he can't remember the song. Right. And like, oddly enough, one of the things I did with my boyfriend when we celebrated Valentine's Day is he got a, what is, what are they called? It's a deck of, they're called intimacy cards and it's not sex. It's like some of the questions are kind of related, but it's like different things like your past life, like just things like that. And one of the cards that I pulled was like, oh, do you, what was your first like impression of me? And both of us, I thought it was really funny. We met in college, but I was just like, you know what, like being completely honest, I don't remember some moment where I'm like, oh, okay, like, it was just kind of, we hung out in a similar area, so he was just kind of there, but I don't remember a distinct moment, but, like, that's not as serious as, like, what you dance to at your wedding, mm. you know? Especially, like, like, you're on a show called Newlyweds. Right, it's not like Jessica was like, do you remember the shirt I wore on our first date? You know what I mean? Where that, like, that's a little hazy, like, it was what happened at your wedding. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disappointed. Like, I, for her to say she's more disappointed that she was trying to help Nick live up to this fantasy and he couldn't. But it's at the same time, it's just like, no, you're allowed to be disappointed for yourself that your husband doesn't remember something that's kind of important. Yeah. And I acknowledge that, like, he could have just forgotten the title or something in that moment or whatever. And, you know, I'm sure if we were Nick's super fans, we would be like, oh, well, you know, he's being filmed. He's under pressure. He knew it. He just didn't think of it in that moment. But here we are all these years later. And she wrote about that in her book. That obviously was a big deal for her and a big moment for her. Yeah, that he genuinely didn't know or remember yeah that must have been so weird for her to just suddenly feel like her life was fake you know yeah like everything she is such a hopeless romantic yeah it makes me sad because i am like that too i mean it just kind of hurts my heart that she was sitting there enjoying all of these fun experiences but she knew that the only reason why it was happening is they were on TV. And I just wonder, what would he have done for their anniversary if they weren't on TV? Was he really lacking in that area? Did he ever do things Anything? like that? Yeah. I don't know. Vanessa girl, DM us. Let us know if <laughs> Nick <laughs> does anything for you. Yeah. Oh, also, like, it's so funny how they're so full. Like, they've eaten way too much. And we've all had that moment at the restaurant where you're like, this food is so good. I I need to keep eating it, but I'm so full that I'm going to die. 
Right. Jessica's like chewing like a rabbit or something because she's so full and she cannot finish what's in her mouth and she makes like a show of it and Nick is like, you have to at least finish what's in your mouth. Right. Again, this father-daughter vibe is really weird. But that's how their dynamic was, so it's just... Yeah, that part's real. Yeah, wasn't Mm -hmm. fake, too. Yeah. When they cut the cake, Jessica asks if it's red velvet, but it was cherry cake, they said, which, oh my god, does that sound good? Yeah. It just looked, and everything looked so good, and I was just so hungry when I watched this. So they're eating the cake, and they're kind of just hanging out at the table, and Jessica's like... You looking at my boobs? It's a possibility. (laughs) They're looking at me. What am I supposed to do? My goodness. Whatever. I mean, you know, that's her husband. He's. I'm sure it's not, like, inappropriate, but I I didn't think it was actually kind of a cuter moment between them because the dinner seemed kind of awkward. The vibe that it was fake I think now as an adult I'm watching it and I'm like oh my god that's you can tell that they're not having the time of their lives whereas when I was a kid I was like oh my goodness he took her in a (laughs) in a horse and carriage and they're eating this wedding cake and you know right but hindsight is 2020 true very true so then they, they leave back, yeah to yeah. the hotel and nick is trying to be affectionate but he's like awkwardly kissing her on the elevator aggressively yeah and she's not amused and he does something similar in the next episode his birthday episode he wants to kiss her very like much with tongue right okay save that for when the cameras you know are off to me it's what i just said about the whole comeback thing again i feel like that's what he's doing he's maybe he wants to be known as this machismo horny all the time wants women and you know what i mean i don't know yeah but it's not working for him it's not just at all seems too forced oh yeah completely then we get another jessica golden moment where he kisses her so intensely that his teeth hit her teeth and she goes from your teeth they're not my teeth actually <laughs> oh, <I forgot. laughs> ventures no that's ventures ventures what are they called <laughs> veneers <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. She uh, confused dentures and veneers, but she didn't even say dentures. Yeah, Yeah, she said (laughs) ventures. And we've all done that. It's that gruel moment from Mean Girls. Yes. Yeah, and then it ends with a do not disturb sign on their door and, you know. We rust together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can figure out how that ended. I hope they at least had a good night of passionate love making um i don't i don't think i've ever said love making before so i apologize that you all had to witness that <laughs> first time for everything huh yeah so I, I hope they had fun because it doesn't seem like they were having that much fun but yeah so now we can get into our fashion segment it's all about fashion it's all about beauty this is fun for me the first thing that we see is her in that gray sweater with the ponytail like she looks really cute they're sitting talking about you know their first year of marriage and all that Right. And then the next scene, I always loved her t-shirt, that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers band shirt. And she, her hair looks so good, you could tell that she just got in a blowout. Her makeup looks great. And I just want to mention that new Instagram that went up, the Jessica Newlyweds Fashion Instagram. Yes. It's really cool because the girl is – she makes me feel normal, and I mean that in a loving way, like, because she's very clearly obsessed with the detailed descriptions of everything and 
where you can find them. She seems to have purchased all of Jessica's clothing from the entire series. And I love that because I'm usually the most intense person in the room where everyone's like, okay, calm down. Like it's, you're just too much right now. And um, I just love whoever you are. I don't know your, your name, but you're awesome. And I love your attention to detail. And I definitely am excited to get to more outfits because I wonder if you know where I can get this Tom Petty t-shirt. <laughs> So good for you, girl, on getting all of Jessica's outfits. And then there's really not that much fashion in this episode, but I love how she looks on stage at her concert. Yeah, that really pretty, like, black top. She's just wearing it. I'm pretty sure she paired it with jeans. Yeah. It wasn't anything too, I don't want to say over the top, but, like, it was just It wasn't a stage costume. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't what you would expect from a pop star. She was just being herself, you know, which is what we want. Yeah, it's like a black silk cami, and there's some kind of scarf or something that's hanging down. I couldn't really see it that clearly, but that scarf is, like, see-through and has some kind of beads on it or sparkliness, and it just was the perfect amount of flair for her. I think she doesn't need the whole, like I said, stage costume thing, but she still looked gorgeous and, you know. she was herself and then when they go to Oktoberfest she has like this really cool it's another black top but like it's slightly off the shoulder or there's like shoulder cutouts it vaguely reminded me of what Ray wears in Star Wars a little bit Oh, a lot cooler because it wasn't it didn't look like she was like swimming in fabric yeah and she's wearing those high heels which I'm guessing were Mew Mew or something like that probably yeah because she's the queen of wearing something that looks really simple and doesn't look super flashy but is like thousand dollar shoes or something casually of course right then there's what she wears to the anniversary dinner which we already kind of talked about again I think she's wearing it's like a silk low-cut cami with lace detailing and she in the scene she actually says to him she's like I wore this so you would think of lingerie right and he's like it's not lingerie and she's like well it could be if I take my bra off (laughs) queen so yeah I think is that it for fashion I think so that might have been our quickest fashion segment but this was more about later hosen and old people and you know all that good stuff fake anniversaries (laughs) or real anniversaries with fake activities or real anniversaries with real activities but not set up by the husband right so should we get to rating the episode yes Okay, so what would you give this episode, Jolie? I'm going to be a little tough, and Mm. I'd say I'd probably give this one a two out of five gourmet dinners. Ooh, brutal. Yeah. I actually love this episode because I just think it's so weird. It's just so funny. The whole, like I said, the whole thing with them where they ended up for their anniversary and how it all went down and all the funny Jessica moments are so good to me. And the reason why I wouldn't give it a five out of five is because of the fakeness that we now know about but like even if you didn't have the book watching it now I think I probably still would pick up on the fact that they seem awkward together and yeah you know I don't love all of the anniversary stuff really but I love the entire <laughs> the whole sequence uh, like of Oktoberfest and all of that and them in the hotel that's my favorite part them in the hotel room in the morning and the breakfast him trying to explain it to her and her just she's so funny and <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna give this one four out of five Sears cards nice <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that old man. He's now an MTV icon. It's like him and Snooki, you know? Right. You know, casually, of (laughs) course. So now we're going to read some YouTube comments from this episode to see what people are saying. And maybe are we going to get the idea that people agree with us, people don't? Usually they do because we're right about everything. So (laughs) 
Okay, let me see. Max Latour said 2020 and I'm still binge watching. Same. Max, DM us. DeAndrea Jones says maybe Nick should call Justin 41 years to see if she's still going to Oktoberfest for that 50th anniversary they talked about. Aww. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. One of the comments I found from Minding Melly was I think the issue was that Nick was always so worried about what the camera slash viewers thought and he didn't allow himself to love Jessica for who she was that's why she was so sad when she left him she knew he didn't love her how he could slash should have yeah it's kind of like what I was saying he was looking for his own little spotlight right Brianna Nelson says the good old days when people on reality television didn't get glammed up by professionals before being filmed Jess looked beautiful with it or without yeah. Nikki Bozeman says, he was such a prick unless she was spending money on his rude ass. I'm clapping if you can't hear that. <laughs> Garden Girl says, for someone so blessed, he sure complained a lot. Yep. Girl, you said it. Rachel said, I'm laughing at the old man using his Sears card. Aww. He was so cute. Tyler Grigsby said, I'm with Nick. Her dad did it on purpose, lol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did. And then T. Mill says, a lot of Joe's booking for Jessica was strategically done. He set out to sabotage that marriage and he did just that, which is sad. I'm sorry, T. Mill. This is not Joe's fault whatsoever. He did not sabotage the marriage. Sabotage is a strong word. But like Jessica talks about in her book, how like at the rehearsal dinner, like Joe was kind of causing a scene a little bit, you know, and then when she mm -hmm. called him and was just like, hey, like I'm leaving Nick. He was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to put out that statement right now. Yeah, he didn't he didn't sabotage it, but he was just like, I don't really care about this as much as I would if I was like, he's he's trying to strike while the iron is hot with Jessica's career too. Because so, this wasn't a like she wasn't really on tour. This seems like it was more of a, you know, one off show or like a promo show. So like, right. of course he can't say no to that come on yeah i don't think he was intentionally trying to sabotage i feel like that's a strong wording but i just feel like joe just did not care he just wasn't invested in the relationship and it also could have been strategic in the sense of like it creates a conflict right it would have been boring if they just went on another one of their trips like we just saw that in the last episode where he right. was like surprising her and they went to san diego or wherever and all that kind of stuff it's a little bit more interesting that they had this problem of joe booked her so now they have to go to atlantic city you know right darlene says when jessica called it the october carnival and then put like a whole bunch of the skull emojis <laughs> she's the best papillion hu says mtv made atlantic city look hood as hell <laughs> they didn't make it that's they just far off they just didn't show both sides of it it's like if you showed me being like a lazy ass at home then you wouldn't know that i like run my own company and i'm constantly hustling and auditioning and doing all this stuff so you could have just completely filmed me or framed me as being a lazy ass and didn't show the other side of me so that's why i will not sign on to do a reality show yeah oh gosh keanu reeves who i don't think was actually keanu reeves said I was not. I was in the sound of music, baby. I could do it all. Best line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Keanu Reeves is a huge Nick fan, so that probably was Star of Speed and John Wick. Keanu Reeves. That's a def. I want to make that statement in stone. It's definite. Yeah. Um, Camille Anzaletti says, "I bet he's small." Ooh ouch that hurt me and that's not even my problem small dick energy <laughs> well can't say i disagree yeah machea ventulo says i wish they would get back together girl, girl 
are you watching the same episodes we are? I have some you questions know, for you. <laughs> this never would have happened, but I did used to think about back in the day, like if their careers did fail and they were both after the breakup and everything, if they were both in a really bad spot, even if it was fake, they could have even just pretended to get back together and done newlyweds reunited reality show that would have been so huge that would have made them so much money but of course it just would have been misery part two yeah <laughs> oh gosh a lot of these comments are just like mr lackey with the crying emoji it's the best i love it <laughs> kelly harney says maybe his problem was he always took her for massive meals before he wanted to get lucky when you're that full it's hard to get blood pumping and not feel like a bloated sea cow oh <laughs> mood that's why you come home you watch a movie then you get going yeah you need the digestion time exactly pro tip <laughs> nick yeah uh cat m says he's too condescending towards her sometimes she asks some questions that seem silly but he doesn't have to take advantage of it and talk down to her Back precisely she's so funny like it's not it's not a make fun of her thing i would love to have her around because she keeps things light like she keeps things fun you know yeah she keeps it fresh <laughs> sora 777 says the food looked really good but they didn't have a ton of stuff to talk about it's just a bunch of it's so good a conversation filler when there's nothing else to say kind of awkward yep absolutely and i think we can end it there because that just kind of says it all i feel like we've all been in those scenarios where you just keep every few minutes you're like yeah i still can't believe how hot it is out today you know for february it's so weird and you know what i mean it's like you just yeah. don't for some reason, your chemistry with this person, whoever it is, you're, you forget everything that's ever happened in the world. Like you have nothing <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. And then you read the excerpt from her book and that kind of just like is the final nail in the coffin of like what was going on. Yeah. Not to end on a sad note, but it's sad. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's really no other way to put it, unfortunately. Next week we have Nick's 30th birthday episode, which there's another part of Jessica's book that she actually specifically talks about that episode. So when we get into that whole thing, we'll have some more insight from Miss Jessica Simpson. Yay. Yay. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, you'll hear from us next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends who are just obsessed with Jessica's underrated album, Do You Know? We want to hear from them. Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com.